I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there! Kamusta naman kayo? And welcome to Kwentuwang Pilipina. A safe space... Safe space? Safe space for you to listen and be heard. Honest mistake. <laughs> I am your sunshine, Cleo, founder of Hirai Pilipina and your host in this podcast. For today's episode, I am so grateful to be joined by Ayim Bernos, a truly empowering woman. She is an entrepreneur with her brands Morena the Label and Ideology Studio. She is also a content creator with nearly 1 million followers on TikTok. You might actually know her for advocating on Morena empowerment and challenging colorism. Here's a sneak peek of our Quentuhan. Seeing how language played such an important role, I realized that if we can consciously maintain those harmful beauty standards through like ads, um, the media, then we can also, through the use of our own language and the boom of the internet where everybody has a platform, I love that we all have a platform on the internet, then we can challenge colorism. Yes, I know. This one is a very substantial Quinduan, so I hope that you enjoy listening. Good morning, Ayim. Thank you so much once again for joining me here at Quintuhang Filipina, a safe space for you to listen and be heard. <laughs> and now let's have, uh, and now let's have some icebreaker, Muna. So we we will um play a game called Never Have I Ever. Never have I ever thought of blowing up on TikTok. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so funny. I actually did. <laughs> But as a joke, I said, um, <laughs> like, as soon as I switched my phone, because I've had my phone for like five years, because, you know, it was breaking down, the camera was so bad, as in, like, namamatay na siya yung battery, it was so, like, the sh- it was so short-lived. Like once I upgrade my phone, just wait for it. I'm gonna be a TikTok superstar. <laughs> That's what I kept telling my my family. But as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there you happened. are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So second um question is never have I ever dreamt of having my own clothing line, which is random. I have dreamt of that my whole life. So, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm very intentional with the things that I do. So, mm-hmm. I don't even try to to hide the fact that I have been dreaming for the things that I'm doing. Um, wow. And as for Morena the Label, like, my first business was when I was 15, 16. And it was also a t-shirt thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's been a while. <laughs> 
Auntie, wow, you're very intentional. Okay, so last I have. Okay, this is a third. This is kind of um about your Morena journey, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of personal as well. Disclaimer: Never have I ever felt insecure in my skin color. Oh, I have felt insecure, like super. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason Morena the label was born. That's the whole mm-hmm. reason I started studying about colorism. Because I wanted to find the solution for those insecurities that I experienced. And I know a lot of girls who look like me also um, experience. So I was definitely insecure <laughs> when I was growing up. But not anymore. Yes. Ayin, confidence. <laughs> like, confidence. <laughs> yeah. Now let's head over to um, your Morena story. Since we're Let's just continue. Knew it. <laughs> um, first of all, can you tell us about your journey from being the girl who saw her skin color as an insecurity, just like what you said, to being the woman that you are today who embraces your identity? Is there mm-hmm. any particular moment that made you think, you know what, I don't care about the media or those beauty standards? I'll just like the statement, I, I set my own beauty standards, I have that one as mm-hmm. well. And I am who I am. Um, I think for me, it was a very gradual progress and process. Um, Because when I I started feeling insecure about my skin color, it was because I was a swimmer. And morena na nga ako. I was even extra tan because I I would spend so much time, you know, outdoors, swimming under the sun. Super grabe talaga yung tan ko nun. And I was super insecure as a kid kasi nga naasara ko about it. But then over time, so I quit swimming because of that reason. As in, I quit swimming because I was getting dark, which is so ugh, unthinkable now. But I guess when I was in college, kasi I wrote my paper on colorism. And doing that research really empowered me and helped me figure out what the underlying reasons were for colorism as opposed to just a personal thing. Because, of when I was growing up, I didn't really understand it. I took it really personally. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it was something against me. But realizing and learning how systemic it was and how much it can be improved, I realized that, you know, I can start with myself and eventually work towards that and just have that be my advocacy na talagang yun na talaga yung naging work ko ever since. Yes, and actually, as an OG follower of you, <laughs> I think, ayun nga, sabi ko dito, nasa, nasa script, guys, <laughs> I read, no, in one of your posts that your thesis topic na kaka-mention mo lang din was related to challenging colorism. So, I'm glad that you mentioned it already. So, what have you learned from that thesis and how did your learnings fuel you to become more empowered? Yeah, so my the title of my thesis in 2015, so this was kind of a long time ago, oh my gosh, six years ago. Uh, six years ago, I wrote Language and Colorism, Beauty Ideologies, and Ponce Philippines YouTube Advertisement. So these are all YouTube ads and I basically, what I did was I analyzed 40 ads from I think 2014 to 2015. That's all about skin whitening, or I think earlier than that. Sorry, but anyway, my my thesis is available online if anyone wants wants to check it out. 
it's easily Googleable. Um, but what I found was that we use language to maintain the beauty ideologies that we have here in the Philippines. And like language plays a really huge role. Like the way that we talk about white skin, the way that we talk about fair skin, the way that we talk about dark skin, it's all with our word choice, how we associate these beauty features, like these features, these human features, how we associate them with beauty and what words we select to talk about them. So realizing that language is one of the reasons why colorism is still such a huge thing, even at that time, like 2015, I realized that as a storyteller, you know, somebody who really uses language on a daily basis to create, to, you know, communicate, I realized that there was more power pala than we initially thought. Because, you know, when we think about beauty ideologies, we think now, oh, we can't fight those standards. Those standards are just there. Like, it's been there for centuries, centuries. Yeah, yeah centuries. I mean, colonization yeah. and everything. So... It's been there. Parang it's so ingrained in our society that I don't know if, I didn't know if it was changeable. But then seeing how language played such an important role, I realized that if we can consciously maintain those harmful beauty standards through like ads, um, the media, then we can also, through the use of our own language and the boom of the internet where everybody has a platform i love that we all have a platform on the internet then we can challenge colorism and that is why i started creating my youtube videos about morena skin i started talking about colorism online i started writing articles i started morena the label which is all about you know the statements statement t-shirts that challenge colorism so at the end of the day it was all about using what i did have you know i don't i don't i don't think i have a lot of talent with math and science and whatever but i do have a way with words and i realized that i can use that very specific talent with words to challenge what was my insecurity as a kid and hopefully make it easier for the following generations to feel confident in their skin so that's that's kind of what happened <laughs> yeah and actually I can attest to that. Your platform is amazing. Um, you really inspire a lot of people. And uh, what I picked up from what you said is that yung pag-challenge pala natin sa colorism, it's, it's, in, it's in our everyday lives. It's in our choice of words. Like, hindi siya isang big thing na mawawala na siya agad. It's a challenge every single day that we have to face. But it is possible possible pala na labanan natin ito at hindi lang natin panatilihin na naka-ingrain lang sa atin. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um, I will for sure look up your thesis online. Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into another um, aspect of Inverness, which is content creation. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, are you excited? <laughs> yeah, I love content creation. Yes. Okay, so from being on YouTube, uh, I think, yes, that, that was your first platform on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, TikTok and Spotify as well because of the podcast on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. I want to know, what is your why in creating content? 
Um, first of all, I look at social media as the great equalizer. Like I said, you know, if you have a social media, if you have access to social media, you pretty much can build a platform for yourself. You know, you can be heard if you're on social media. And it's definitely not like before in a anyone who has access to TV, yun lang yung may access to the general public. With social media, now everyone has the opportunity to do that, to be heard, to share their own stories, etc. And I guess my my real why, well, when I started and I guess up until now, was really all about representation. Because it really mattered to me to, I think, I, I feel like it would have made a lot of difference if I had seen somebody who looked like me, yeah. who had the same background as me growing up. And I did have one, like I had one role model, which was Bianca Gonzalez. She was the pretty much the only person on TV that remotely looked like me because of our skin color. But then what are all the others? I felt like I did not have a shot because I, I didn't really see that much. Like how many... You know, how many Morenas do you see endorsing big brands? How many Morenas, at least during my time, because by the way, for the listeners, I'm 26 years old. So, it's, you know, like <laughs> this was before social media. Um, anyway, so when I was like a little kid, I didn't have a lot of role models on TV and like mainstream media. So when I had finally got access to the internet and the wonderful world of, of content creation, I made it a point to be visible, not because I want to be visible, but I also want to, you know, pursue my dreams, but at the same time, allowing the younger generation of girls or boys who look like me or may have the same background-ish as me, the same dreams as me, to just know that it's possible, like it's highly doable and I don't have to be apologetic about it. I don't have to change myself to make it happen. So I just want to be living proof that you can be unapologetic about who you are. You can be authentic and you can still make things happen. So hopefully I do that, but that's my why. <laughs> uh, your, your why is amazing. And you know what? It's true because kahit ako, kahit sa business actually, I personally look up to um female female leaders, female yes. CEOs, I'm like you, Miss Nina, Miss Riza, Miss Risa, Chilio, and everyone who just does that. Because personally, then growing up, um, nakita ko lang na leaders mostly are men, and uh, I, parang I have to build it up on myself that I can be a leader, even if I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a leader because I'm a woman, indeed, despite. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's amazing. It's true na. Mahalaga na may um, role models ang younger generation. One book recommendation, Run to Win. Run to Win is about, um, uh, sabi niya doon is that, well, non-verbatim. Um, when a woman tries to enter into politics and even if hindi niya nakamit yung gusto niya, which is to win, she is making it easier for the next woman in line. Because nagko-compound lahat ng mga sumusubok para mas maging madali sa susunod na generation. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm That's glad. That's true. Like, just having the visibility there, like, being more visible. Because I feel like there's so much space. The thing is, with um, a lot of the 
circles or like what I've seen, usually they'll have one woman. And just because they had one woman, they feel like, okay, that's it. We, we've, we've given you your slot. Lang, one, one girl, lang, one girl only. And then the rest can wait. And then we'll make space when the woman leaves and then we can get another. But that's not the case. I feel like there is so much space for women to to keep pursuing things, to keep leading. And hindi siya competition na we, we shouldn't be like unahan tayo dun sa slot for a, women, for a woman. But actually, like whoever wants to do it should be able to do it because there is so much space for all of us. I think. Yeah. <laughs> there is space for everyone. It's true. <laughs> and then, and then actually, sa, sa content creation, like sa YouTube, but no, instead of being threatened, I think a much better mindset is to be inspired that if they can mm-hmm. do it, they can do it too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, like, people watch so many people all at the same time. You're not competing for audiences. You're sharing audiences. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, you said... You said that you um you thought you thought just as a joke of being this huge personality <laughs> on TikTok, a TikTok superstar, <laughs> just like what you said. And right now there are a lot of aspiring people who want to create a living out of content creation. If there is one thing that they should know about the reality of making a living out of creating content, what is it? Um, I think it's that um, magkaibang magkaiba yung itsura, I think. Because um, it really depends. It's it's a very vague industry in terms of like brand deals. Because obviously, people earn through like YouTube, you have AdSense. But then on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, if you have a following there, it doesn't really matter unless you can monetize it. I mean, as far as being a full-time content creator is concerned, um, hindi ka babayaran ng likes mo, hindi ka babayaran ng audience mo, unless you can properly treat it as a business. And I guess if you want to do content creation full-time, you have to treat it as if it's a business. And by business, I mean it's an everyday job. It, by, by business, I mean it's a consistent thing that you plan ahead your content. You can't be, you know, you can't disappear for a long time and expect brands to come back and work with you. I think that's one of the things that I learned very late because I, I didn't want to just parang treat it as a job because I was like, oh, this is my hobby. This is my hobby. But I wasn't honest with myself. I really wanted to make it my full-time thing, but I wasn't honest with myself. I kept saying, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. But I, I didn't want that. I wanted it to be, you know, a sustainable hobby and not just a hobby, but also like a business. So I, I, wish, um, I wish I knew earlier that I needed to show up as if it was my business. You know, like uploading YouTube videos, not just when I want to, but like every week, the way I promised my audience that I would show up every week. Same with, like, the Camp Confidence podcast. Like, the moment we became consistent with our uploads, we had a schedule, um, it was much more easier for brands to rely on us as well. And it was much easier to, you know, to sell yourself as a content creator as opposed to somebody who's just, um, who just has a following online by, by mere luck. 
So I, I wish I knew that if I wanted to take it seriously, I should have taken it seriously way before I started um, working with other people for it. So yeah, I think that's just based on experience. I think maraming makakarelate sa sinabi mo. So thank you for saying that. And it's true on top of all that you are your own brand as well. Mm -hmm, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now that you mentioned about consistency and about showing up, because even if we know that consistency is key, it is hard. It is mm -hmm. it is hard to be consistent. Uh, I just want to ask you, do you have any system that has helped you in staying consistent? I love systems. Like, systems are what I live for. So, okay, I guess for me, it took me a long time to figure out what really worked for me. But um, one of the biggest things is... I needed to ask myself, okay, what challenges am I facing? Because this is something that is not solvable by anybody else. Like, I will not be able to find a YouTube video that will specifically answer my questions and my problems about consistency. Because consistency is a you problem. It's a me problem. So for me, um, I asked myself, why wasn't I consistent with, like, my YouTube posting? Where was the difficulty? Like, what was the you know, like the bottleneck, where was I slowing down? And I realized for me, it was number one, when I was just starting out, of course, I had my full-time job. I was working like a full-time job and then I had two part-time jobs. And then I had, I was starting Marana the label and then I was doing YouTube. It was so much. And then I was also targeting three times a week, every single week of uploads which is so much, like, how was that ever sustainable? It wasn't sustainable. So what I realized was I was, like, I was burning out, and that's why I wasn't consistent because my standards were too high three times a week. Imagine <laughs> I was uh, uploading full oh. videos three times a week, and it was not realistic. But I was doing that for, like, two years na target ko talaga yan. So... I couldn't show up every time because three times a week was just too much, especially yeah. for my work. Like, I had a whole life outside YouTube. Yeah. So, um, after that, so I discovered that I had issues with, like, the three times a week schedule. And then, okay, what other problems did I have? I had a problem with editing because, honestly, like, I hate listening to myself multiple times. <laughs> like, syempre, I'll film myself, diba? I'll film myself, and then after that, I'll go edit myself, I'll listen to myself again, and then I'll listen to it, listen to it, because I need to rewatch. At a certain point, after doing this for so long, it's just exhausting. <laughs> See, like, I hate listening to my own voice for that long. So um, my, my next target was I knew I needed to get an editor. So how do I get an editor? I need to, number one, afford an editor. So how do I afford an editor? Make content creation sustainable. I need to be earning from content because I can't be paying for an editor sa content. So how do I earn from content? I become more consistent. So like, it was a game plan. It was a, the system is figuring out all of the steps to get to my goal, and then more than just the steps, figuring out all of the parts where I know something will go wrong. And, you know, again, this is all about being honest with yourself. And, like, honestly, tell me, like, tell yourself, 
saan ka ba nahihirapan? And it's okay if nahihirapan ka. Because if you admit that you're having difficulty, then you can address the problem. And I guess it took me so long to, <laughs> to realize this. It took me forever to be honest with myself. But when I did, that's when things started falling into place. You know, I was able to finally hire, like, I get, like, an editor who was doing, like, on a per-video basis. And then I finally, I got a co-host for the podcast because I couldn't do it myself. I, I thought, akalaho I could do it myself the whole time. Pero I realized ko, I needed somebody more experienced with business because I, I feel like there's so much that I, I, I can still share if somebody else was with me. So that's why I asked Riza to um, like, hi Riza, you don't know me yet, but like, do you want to host a podcast with me? And then, you know, those things, addressing the issues, the real issues, made things really um, work finally after so long. So, um, dapat marunong tayo kapag kailangan na siyang i-delegate sa iba. Yes. Pag-focus ka sa kung ano yung strengths mo. Yeah, kasi, you know, like, we're not gonna be good at everything. Especially, yeah. I know yung mga creatives, yung mga creatives na business people na gusto nila gawin lahat-lahat kasi, you know, they're good at everything. But realistically, you can't be in charge of everything. That's not the way to scale your your work. So, ayan. <laughs> yes, it's true. And even if gusto mo siyang gawin lahat kasi kaya mo naman and gusto mo lahat perfect, I think it's best if you just delegate it to someone and teach them the way that you, you want it to be. So, yeah. delegation is key. <laughs> For sure. Okay. There are a lot of bumps in the road. Um, just like what you mentioned about the system palang and everything. Before you reach this vision of becoming a big YouTuber or a big influencer, like sometimes, sometimes you post content for years and you still haven't blown up or you still haven't reached your vision. How would you know if it's still worth um, the thing is, the reason why I've lasted from 2016 to 2020 without, you know, really getting paid for it was because I enjoyed doing it. Like, I never created content for other people. I created content for myself because I love, you know, making videos. I love being in front of the camera. And so even if I didn't get anything from it, I just, I just did it. I just did it for the you know, enjoyment of it because it made me feel like I was doing something that I cared about. But then I also realized that I could be monetizing and I could be, um, I could be like optimizing my processes para yung hobby ko, which I genuinely enjoy, can also be sustainable. Because it's sustainable in the long run. So that's when I started having a plan of how to do things. But again, at the core, I just love doing it. Like, I don't worry about what I'll post on Instagram because I will always post on Instagram anyway. Like, even if I didn't have a following, I will still post on Instagram. I never mm -hmm. worry about that. Um, as for TikTok, I, I, I just love, I like doing it. Even when I had like 200 followers, I, I still post wow. that. I mean, it's never about um, getting seen because like, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's hard. Like, if you anchor your purpose on getting seen, yes, parang hindi siya talaga. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but again, 
Kaya nga, that's also why I still have the business. You know, I could be pursuing content creation as a job, but I just don't think um, it will be good for me personally, like my mental health, if I relied on my likes, my views, for my my bread and butter. Because it's a lot of pressure. And I don't think, as a as a the kind of person that I am, I don't think I'm cut out for that. I feel like I'm somebody who's more... Um, I feel like I do content creation more for the storytelling as opposed to the numbers. But I know that the numbers are important to get money. So then that's why I have all the other sources of income. So that when, you know, inevitably, superstar or like not everyone has a following forever. I don't think, I think I really think, you know, people go up and down the trending, I know, the trending scale of, of the social media <laughs> landscape yeah but you know we can't always be at the forefront of everybody's mind so i just don't expect it to be like uh like an i'm not entitled to people's attention so you know like if they don't care i it's fine like no no big deal um but at the end of the day i tell stories i create because I feel like I have something to share, and if people find value in them, then great. That I'm, I'm glad. But at the end of the day, if you know, if ayaw din naman, okay lang. Masaya <laughs> lahat. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very surprised. Really surprised, eh. Pero I'm glad that you said na you've been, you did YouTube for years without getting paid, and it's okay with you because. You enjoy it. You like you enjoy the yeah. process, everything. And you know what? I think uh, share ko na yun din because this is Quintuhang Filipina Quintu. Um, I think it's also very important na sa content creation masaya ka, like masaya ka talaga. Because honestly, um, the reason okay, never got off sinabi sa sa audience ko, but mm. the reason. I stopped uploading. The last upload ko nung January 30 was because I feel like I am unhappy. Hindi na ako masaya because, pero, like, hindi siya yung isang beses lang na hindi ka masaya eh. Hindi ka masaya consistently na parang dumating yeah. sa point time na mang popost ako ng YouTube video, iiyak ako. Talaga? Dumating na doon kasi burnt out na. Burnt out na talaga ako because para tapos check na checks ng statistics and everything. So, bro, nakaka-frustrate yeah. na siya. So, I, um, I think it's true na kailangan mo nga siyang i-acknowledge sa sarili mo and you know mm-hmm. when it's still worth pursuing or when to stop. But, well, for me naman, hindi ko naman siya tinigal completely. Like, nandito ako sa podcast. And you still have the podcast, yeah. <laughs> and um, I focus on Hiraya Filipina now because yun yun yung mas nagbo-blossom and um, I feel like mas kailangan yung energy ko. So, I'm sorry. Oh my God, nag-open dito sa podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, when was the last time you uploaded on YouTube? January 30. Tapos, February, buong February nag-stop ako. Kasi sabi ko, okay, mm-hmm. buong lang ang kailangan ko. Then, mm-hmm. I, I uploaded again on March kasi medyo lumabas kami noon. And then, sabi ko, ah, vlog ako, baka pwede ko nang ituloy. Pero, yeah. hindi ko pa siya feel. I think I just needed to acknowledge na hindi ko pa siya feel. And then, yeah. kailangan ko pa ng time. 
Ah, you know, yung sa akin, I, I, oh my God, sobrang dami kong ganyang, ang dami-dami-dami kong ganyang moments. And actually, I stopped, ano na, I stopped uploading um, during last year pandemic, yung beginning, I think it was around March. I stopped uploading completely. As in, like, I was focused na on, like, I, I was pretty set on giving up. Like, parang, eh, like, I don't, like, I have nothing to share. We were on lockdown. Like, anong gagawin ko sa lockdown, di ba? Like, there's, hindi ako nagta-travel. So, how, how can I do travel vlogs? Tapos, I, I just felt like I didn't have anything to share anymore. But then, TikTok happened. And when, you know, I guess I kind of blew up on TikTok, I realized, um, dun ko na kita talaga, like, what people get from me and i realized it wasn't the travel stuff it wasn't really the makeup stuff but it was you know like the daily reminders the systems yeah. the productivity hacks now i was so confused about what like you you cared about that like i didn't know that anyone really uh, cared about them because i loved working on them before but then the videos didn't really um perform well so, parang ako, like, does anyone really watch my productivity videos? Like, I didn't know if anybody watched them. But then, yun nga, um, when TikTok happened, na realized ko na all this time, I was just kasi confused, I guess, with the kind of content that I created, na people could not find me. So, even though I was frustrated and I was doing all of these, you know, uh, videos, creating content about what I cared about, pero feeling ko di nila naman gusto. Hindi naman pala sa hindi gusto. It was more like I I just didn't allow people to find me. And because um because of TikTok na I really expanded, I started opening up. I made the Tagalog account which was so helpful nung nag-start ako ng Tagalog account. Doon talaga ako na parang nakita ng mga tao na parang oh, she exists. So doon <laughs> siya naging uh, what was that? I saw your TikTok video na yung ganun na tugtog and sabi mo me creating content in English for five years and then Tagalog content for only four months and you're close to one million followers yeah so insane as in I think I was just so stuck like parang nakaganun lang yung focus ko kasi for so long ng um, I thought kasi na I wanted to be like Lavender or I, I wanted to be with like all of these international creators who um, created content in English because I, I thought that's what I wanted. But then I realized, again, my why is all about representation, you know, like allowing people to, to see that this is possible. And if I wasn't tailoring that to like the Filipino audience, then what was I doing? So then, ayun, so parang I opened this up na I started creating more um, understandable content, more relatable, more Tagalog content. So, ayun, tapos nung ganun na yung nangyari, it became more accessible and people were able to appreciate it more and learn more as well. So, it's a, I, I feel like it's a win-win. You know, I was able to turn my, um, my, my YouTube channel uh, back on, as in like, it's alive again. And I get to do it objectively as opposed to before na parang, wala lang, I just want to share what's happening with my life, ganyan. Pero kasi, if ako, hindi, I, I realize I'm not the kind of person who can just openly share, you know, like daily vlogs. Hindi ako ganun, nababurn out ako sa ganun. 
So I realized na, I again, like these are things na as a work in progress, you learn about things, you learn things about yourself and then when you do learn these new things, tsaka ka mag-adjust. So for me, it's been adjustment, 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 adjustment. And then, until ngayon, nag-adjust pa rin naman ako, pero at least, hindi na ako nababurn out kasi um, na-address ko na yung mga concerns kung bakit ako nag-burn out. And, yun. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And um, totoo na wala talaga overnight success. Like the wala way, talaga. yes, the way you blow up on TikTok, hindi siya swear talang. Kasi sabi mo nga andaming inadjust mo bago mo siya nakuha talaga. And I think it was intentional. People are ah. I you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for getting <laughs> up on content creation. Because you shouldn't either. I can't wait for you to get oh. back on YouTube. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Now, um, I think the na na last, the last um, aspect um, in our Quintuan right now, which is about entrepreneurship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what drove you to entrepreneurship? Did you study business in college or? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my degree is in English language studies, which is linguistics. It was applied mm-hmm. linguistics. But I've always had like an entrepreneurial bone in my body, I think. When I was, again, like my first business, I was 15, 16, ganyan. Tapos, I sold band t-shirts. Tapos, naalala ko, there was something so thrilling about, like, buying something in bulk, adding a profit, and then selling them to people. And parang, parang what? Like, you made your own opportunity? Because, you know, like, I also, I also worked, like, a 9-to-5 job. I've, I've done both things. I've done, like, the freelancing thing. I've done, like, a corporate job. I've also done like business. So, um, out of all of those, ang pinaka na enjoy ko talaga was like making money from what I offered, from the value that I offered, as opposed to like giving, uh, working and then receiving money at the end of the month, which is honestly, I love that as well. Your security. And then, like, there's nothing like the security of having somebody else worry about the profit and just doing your job. I love that. Pero at the same time, yung inclination ko talaga was always business. I think, ko, like, I-, I love the creative side of it, you know, figuring out how, what else can I sell? What else can I um, come up with? How else can I, you know, fix people's um, lives or with the services I offer? Yung mga ganang stuff. And, Ayun, it was really, I feel like I've always been into business, but I just didn't want to admit it. Because um, security is very, very good. Like, I love having security, but it's not good. It's really good. Well, it's doing good. Morena, the label is doing good because I think they nila yung values mo. And that's actually your second question. Oh, what a transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do your core values reflect in Moreno Label? Kaya yun yung mas nakita nila. Um, Moreno Label was always about the community. It, it was never about me. 
you know, as a as a Morena girl. It started with me as a Morena girl, but the whole point is to make that available to others as well. You know, like the empowerment that I felt through the education and the knowledge that I found about colorism. Um, I wanted that to extend to the rest of the community and that's I guess it resonates naman with people because I'm very I'm very I feel like intentional and authentic with how we communicate. Because I have a mastermind group and one of the things that they told me was that I needed to sell. Like I needed to sell. Like dapat hindi ako mahiya magbenta. But the thing is like honestly, medyo nahihiya ako magbenta. Because for me, it's really the advocacy, like the stories are important. Ganyan. So, parang, but But again, you can't forget that you also need to sell. So, oh, yes, I know. Like, okay. But um, it's been mostly, you know, organic. It's been mostly word of mouth, how people discover us. And the reason why people buy from Morena is because they want the same. Um, you know, it's for some people it's a T-shirt, yes, but for a lot of our customers, it's like a way to be proud of their skin color. And most people, you know, have never had a reason to be proud of their skin color, but now they do. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that because it really reflects na kung ano yung mga pinapahalagahan mo, which is community representation, and it all reflects in the business. That is why. Um, Nararamdaman ng tao. Vibrate on energy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now let's talk about your newly launched collaboration with Tala Ala PH. It is amazing. Oh my gosh, I ordered the necklace one. I am right about You did! OMG! Thank you! <laughs> I can't wait na bumating. <laughs> Yes, I absolutely Wait, sorry, yung, yung ko. Oh, oh my, story. Okay, so ayan. Okay, well, there, there we go. <laughs> because I absolutely love all the pieces that you made. They're all amazing. And I just want to ask you now, para na rin malaman ng ating listeners that yes, Ayin Bernal has a collaboration with Tala Ala PH. What is the meaning behind these beautiful reminders that are embellished in the jewel? Yeah, so on TikTok, kasi, I've been doing daily reminders. They're they're just like notes to myself, honestly. Like they're not really like a general advice kind of thing. It was like for, they're from my journal. These are things that I've written for myself, so I can remind myself to you know to think about these things whenever I feel you know self doubt. Ganyan. Um. So I when I when Riza reached out to me and you know, opened up the collaboration with Tala Ala. Um, by the way, Tala Ala is a custom jewelry line. So she said that I, I need to come up with designs for the necklaces, ganyan. And the necklace, the earrings, the ring, the bracelet, ganyan. Tapos, ayun, I was gonna sell them. Pero ako naman, I, like, as, as far as design is um, concerned, I don't think I had anything that I can offer that people would resonate with unless they're... It's the same concept as Morena the label, you know? It wasn't about me. It was something other people can resonate with and they can own. 
like they can own the words they can own the morena you know title it's not an ayin bernos merch it's it's a it's their merch you know so i use the opportunity to launch like an affirmations line so these are things that I wish I could have as a tattoo. Like, parang, I wish I could stamp it on my skin. So I'm always reminded. But then, not everyone can do that. And honestly, like, I don't know if I want to keep all the tattoos like that for me. Pero imagine if they would be in jewelry, like engraved on jewelry. So like you said, yung um, necklace, it says, I'm right about me. That's um, That's something that I wrote nung... I think pa-uwi ako ng Spain. Nee, I think, no, no, no. Umuwi ako na Spain and then nag-one year ako sa Philippines. So, um, sabi kasi, I had a, I had an anonymous follower who told me na, what? Uuwi ka from Spain? Because, uh, for our listeners, because um, I spent a year in Spain. I was teaching there. I worked in Spain. Tapos, umuwi ako because I wanted to, number one, continue the business and then number two na miss ko pamilya ko i wanted to be in the philippines like i want to be home but then um somebody told me na uuwi kang pinas like hindi ka naman pala strong at independent eh Tapos parang ako like what parang bakit like do people think about that just because hindi ako magsistay sa spain hindi na ako strong hindi na ako independent so like for a year i kept thinking to myself you know like tama ba sila tungkol sa akin, like, tama ba sila na hindi ako strong, hindi ako independent. But, you know, I, like, I kept working, I launched Morena the label, and then it became, like, a full-time thing. I quit my freelance jobs. And then, sabi ko, nung nag-anniversary ako from, like, coming home from Spain, sabi ko, you know what? I did this after you said I wasn't strong and independent. And guess what? I'm right about me. You can think whatever you want, but at the end of the day, I'm right about me. And I know myself better than anyone. So, ayun, talagang like, it was such a power ano, for me na, no, 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 you're not, you don't know that about me. I'm right about me. I can say that about myself. So, bala ka kuyenta sabihin mo, then okay, sure, sure, think about that all you want. But at the end of the day, ako yung tama. Kasi ako to eh. This is my life. So, yun. so this is just like ako talaga, I, I need to hold on to that. Like I cannot let other people's um, opinions get in the way. Cause the reason why people, you know, say these things about you, because they can't imagine it for themselves. Pag sinabi ko, oh, Pilipinas to start a business. Sinasabi nila, oh, that's not possible. But they're not saying that because of you. They're saying that because for them, hindi nila kaya yun. Yes. So like, like no, their own. Yeah, that's their own limitation. So I don't want other people's limitations to tell me where, how far I can go. Only I get to say how far I'll go. So, ayun. So, and the other pieces are other affirmations like this. So we have, like, what would my best self do? Another question that I um, always ask myself. And then parang my partner, Shana Bracelet, it says the next right thing. Like, parang my best self would always do the next right thing. Um, and then you earrings call. Um, they say no one is better than me, and I'm better than no one. It's just, you know, um, something that helps me feel confident. Na you know, hindi ako dapat intimidate sa successful people. Hindi ako dapat intimidate sa mga taong malayo na narating. Because at the end of the day, we're all human, ba? But at the same time, I'm not. I, I'm better than no one. 
ibig kong sabihin, you know, even if, like, oh nga, you have accomplished a lot of things, but you're at the end of the day, you're also just a human being. So humble yourself. So it's bo- both like confidence and humility, and it's always a good reminder because sometimes we can get, um, parang nakalimutan natin yung kung ano talaga tayo. So ayun lang again, these are all just reminders na I like to hold on to, and hopefully a lot of people can also feel na useful sila sa sa buhay nila. Uh, you know what? The reason why I actually wanted to make Quintuhan with you in this podcast is because I I don't, I see my I kind of see myself in you. Like I, I, although I'm only seventeen, but you're crazy. Uh, you're only seventeen. Ano ka ba? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, because actually before then, parang um, nasa mind, yung headspace kare nasa kapag nakikita ko yung tao na nagsasucceed, um, natitreaten ako, but it's because nasa maling headspace nga ako, because I should be inspired, and it's nice to be close with people who do the same thing as you do. Kasi mas nakakais, mm-hmm. that's why I actually love to converse with you. <laughs> and, um, um, nasabihan ako before that I have a way with words, because, ah, uh, I don't know, very coincidental, pero mag-release kami din this April ng powerful affirmations, reminders, t-shirts naman sa Tahiraya, Filipina. But, um, I just want to tell you na, um, itong affirmations na to, itong words na to, from your jewelry, kaya rin ako nag-order, are very powerful as well. And hindi siya yung words na pangkaraniwan lang eh. Hindi siya yung parang, yung, yung mga normal na you are strong, you are worthy. Although those are powerful, yours have a story. And that is why a lot of people resonate with it. Because Aww. you have a way with words. Ah, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means so much to me. And I'm so honored Ren, to like you know, to be part of your journey, like, with the podcast, you know, and I get to be a guest here, because, like, oh my gosh, you're 17, first of all, and you're already doing so much, I remember, like, because this is something that people have also told me, like, ako naman, when I was starting out, I was 22, 23, and then yung mga kausap ko, mga 30, 28, 29, 30 plus, tapos, lagi na sa akin na, what, you're only 22, like, you're only 23, and ganyan, like, you're, you're already doing so much, and, like, I find myself in their position now na parang, you're only 17, you're, only, you're already doing so much. And I guess um, also one of the reasons I kept going was because I was surrounded by so many strong people, successful people who saw something in me. And I know you're also going to do great things. So just keep doing uh-huh. it and um, figure out what you're, ano, um, what you call this, figure out yung mga bottlenecks mo so you can address them and you can keep posting again. Ah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. You got it. Oh, so, uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't want this conversation to end, but I know, Tempress, you still have a whole day brought to you. So, um, we are down to our last question. What is next for Miss Ayin Bernas? That's so funny. Nakakatawa kasi may nagtanong din sa akin yan. Like, what's your next launch? Tapos parang ako, wow, you guys think I always have a launch? But <laughs> Pero, um, I think for me, it's just 
figuring out how I can sustain what I'm currently doing because, you know, I'm very, like, everything is new right now. As in, like, oh my gosh. As in, sobrang fresh nung, like, nung TikTok, nung YouTube is just building. Um, parang, all of a sudden, biglang bumilis yung momentum. And I want to ride that momentum and hopefully maximize so I can, you know, provide more more and better content, ganyan, and consistency. Like, I, I, I really need stability in my life. I feel like I've been pursuing so many new things, you know, since I, since I was, since ever, like, ever since naman, like, I was, I, I would launch this, I would start this, like, podcast, YouTube channel, and then um, merch, and then collaboration, and then, and now I think it's time for me to kind of, like, relax a little bit, figure out like the sustainable consistency that will um, I guess carry us through until the next big project. But hopefully lagi ko sinasabi, so let me manifest na rin here. I'm, I want to publish a book. So yeah. it's in my five-year plan. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll figure out how to do that but that's definitely happening. <laughs> yeah! I need a book deal. <laughs> and sometimes it's true that it's not always about the launches and the start. Kasi gusto lang natin ng simula because it's exciting. It's new. Mm. But how will you sustain that in the long run? And if yeah. that's next for you, then we're we're all here. We're all here supporting you all the way. Thank you Aww, so thank uh, you. Thank you so much Aileen for this wait um and for this for being part of Kwentuwang Pilipina and for agreeing to converse with me and share your cuento. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun. I had so much fun talking with Aileen. She is such a substantial woman and I love her so much. Uh, what stayed with me sa conversation or kwentuhan namin is yung grabe, talaga yung nag-open na kami about our burnout moments, kumbaga, in terms of content creation. And wala, I just feel so seen and heard. <laughs> like, ayon Guys, by the way, disclaimer lang. Baka kasi nung narinig yun, akala nyo, ha, hindi pala masaya si Cleo sa content niya, ha? Bakit ganun yung, oh my gosh, no, guys. Um, I loved content creation so much. And if I'm gonna be honest with you, I miss it. I already miss it so much. And um, what stayed with me sa conversation namin ni Ayin talaga is nung sinabi niya na sometimes hindi sa hindi gusto ng audience ang content na nilalabas mo but because hindi mo sila binibigyan ng opportunity to find you. You're not accessible and most of the time it's because you're confused. Um, that really hit me. <laughs> and you know, as a content creator myself, it just stayed with me because I guess I just needed time right now to evaluate and reassess what my why really is and to just stop running and running and running and running and doing and doing and doing because I am such a big doer, guys. I, I have a bias towards action and I'm so proud of that. But it also reminds me, this Quintu one also reminds me that running so fast without a goal 
without seeing a vision is just running aimlessly. You are just running and running and running without thinking where you are headed. So yeah, how about you? What stayed with you sa kwentuhan namin ayin? I would love to know. So you should tag us on Instagram at kwentuwang Pilipina. So follow us there as well. And do not forget to join our Facebook group. It is Kwentuhang Pilipina Community. Again, we have a Facebook group called Kwentuwang Pilipina Community. And doon talaga nagsasama lang lahat ng mga Pilipina and non-binary to share their kwentos, ganyan. Tapos, pwede rin kayong magkaroon ng chance to ask our future guests because sinasabi namin doon ng maaga kung sino ang mga guests natin. I am looking forward to have you there. Again, it is Kwentuhang Pilipina Community. Go na kay guys. Mag-send na kayo ng invite. And I will see you next Monday for another podcast episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.